what the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. I'm going to leave it up there. You couldn't make that if you tried that again. Absolutely not. Spread the floor. Let's go. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by my colleague, NBA futures analyst Brandon Anderson. We are going to break down Celtics Heat Game Four on Monday. Everything that we talk about today can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your picks. Just flat out best way. Get up to the second information, all sorts of cool stuff. You're going to enjoy it. If you're listening to this podcast, you have to download the app and. We all love the Celtics in game three and the heat just came out and gave them the business just flat out gave them the business for a quarter. The heat have now won two quarters, two quarters in this entire series. They have tied three times. So, and yet they're up to one. They're up to one despite Jimmy Butler missing the entire second half. Not, not a great loss for your Boston Celtics in game three, Brandon. I don't think that, they're they're doomed but after i was like well shit i guess brandon was just right about everything after game two (laughs) having this kind of like outlier weirdo game for it being like yeah the celtics are better they're down two one yeah is a little bit weird yes 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 to all of that (laughs) uh yeah not a great game for the Boston Celtics. Uh, you might say they turned over a win in this one to <laughs> Miami because holy cow, Miami had 19 steals in the game. Victor Oladipo doesn't play the first half, then comes on and like has a, a master class defensively in the second half. Jalen Brown was in the torture chamber uh, with Oladipo. I couldn't even dribble around him. Um, yeah, I mean... Look, we, we we do the whole heat culture thing. This was a heat culture win. This was, we want it more than you. We're going to get the loose rebounds. We're going to get the 50-50s. We're going to deflect and poke the ball out and get the steals. Our role players are going to play hard. Bam finally showed up for the series. He basically was uh, MIA for the first two games and then had a monster game, 31-10-6, 22 shots, five stocks. He was huge. And yeah, if you look, if you look at, you know, you talked about the quarters thing, like Boston has been on the, on the whole of the series, Boston has been the better team, but not by a huge margin. And the only margin that matters right now is two to one. It doesn't matter. Any of the quarters, all your stuff doesn't matter. Boston is down two to one. Miami has gotten home court back and, but you know, better team or playing better or whatever You've got to win three out of five now with the game seven looming with like, as Raheem would say, everyone on both teams in the hospital. Like, do we even let's start there. What's your latest? What have you heard on who do we think as of we're Sunday dinner time right now? Who do we think actually plays or may sit this one out Monday night? Jimmy Butler is going to play. So Mark Jimmy Butler is a go. Um, Mark Kyle Lowry is a go. Responded well, played well. Looked, looked really good, looked much better than he did in that Sixer series after the much-needed time off. Uh, so I think that the Heat are basically good to go. I think the Heat are okay. Robert Williams was improving and felt better today on Sunday, but it's still questionable for this game. If Robert Williams is part of your cap and part of, how, of what you're betting on, you have to wait until you hear that he's in, which may be right before the game. Marcus Smart 
had a lot of swelling today, which is not surprising. No. Like he played the end of that game basically on adrenaline. So predictably, the ankle swole up today. Right now, I would not expect Marcus Smart to play, is what I will say. Now, this is Sunday afternoon. Monday morning, maybe like, yeah, he responded well to treatment. He's good to go. Marcus Smart's a tough son of a bitch. Like, he's just extremely tough. So it's entirely possible that he plays. If Marcus Smart is part of your cap, then you need to wait to make sure that he's in. Um, Jason Tatum's fine, has Stinger. He's okay. He's good to go. The Heat. Tyler Hero has what is being called a, quote, leg issue, <laughs> is how Spolster said it. They're listing it as a groin, and he's questionable. I do think probably Hero actually is maybe 50-50, which that seems like a major negative for the Heat, and I'm not sure it is after the first half of game one. I don't think his minutes have been great since then. Um, so what's your reaction to, I will be honest with you, like those are takes off of what's yeah. been reported and like my interpretation of things. If you want to know for sure, just wait. Just wait to bet, uh, yeah. and then you'll you'll know certain things. But that, that's kind of what I expect. Is I expect Jimmy to play. Tyler's fifty fifty. I think Mark Marcus Smart's probably like thirty five sixty five. Not like to lean towards not going to play. Um, Williams is probably sixty forty going to play. Yeah, and Jimmy Butler's good to go. Yeah, those reads all make a lot of sense to me. I will be waiting. I'll just tell you right now, I, uh, my best bet on this game, I've got a few props that I like here that in part, I like them because I will probably like them regardless of what happens with all those variables. But I don't have a side here because it, Marcus Smart does impact my read. Robert Williams does impact my read. Um, I don't know necessarily. I, I agree with you. I think Butler and Tatum probably play. I think Lowry probably plays. I think Tyler Hero does matter. He hasn't been good, but he does matter, and they need the offense, and he's one guy that can get some shots up. I don't know that I can feel very comfortable playing a side on the game. I don't know if I can play, feel comfortable playing a future right now. This is a spot where I would have wanted Boston to be, to bet on Boston Futures right now, a team I believe in, to win the title at a number I like. But I don't trust who's going to play any given night. or even on the guys who start, who finishes the game now? Did Tatum's shoulder hold up? Did Butler play through the knee or did he disappear at halftime again? Like, I, I don't trust who's going to be out there for each team. So for right now, I don't feel like I can responsibly play certainly a future when there's so much unknown right now. Um, if anything, I'm trying to think, okay, what props can I play that are independent largely of of the injury question marks and if the injuries suddenly tilt one direction in either way what would that mean and could there be some value there so that's kind of where i've thought about on this game but i i will be a check your app a few hours before the game once we get some news and i'll be probably playing a little more closely there all right so so game three opened celtics minus five and a half and then moved to six this one opens six and a half and it's staying six and a half. If smart and Williams are listed in, will you play Celtics? No, I, I think I'm just not going to, it's, I it's think okay. I just want to, yeah, I, I just want to get a sense of I where your confidence is on Boston. Yes. Back, like Here, here's where my confidence team. is. If you told me that smart and time Lord and Tatum are in and start and play, 
we don't have a way to know, but like that, that they played the whole game, then I would have wanted to bet Boston minus six and a half. I would want them in the spot. I would have wanted to bet a Boston title future in the spot. But we don't have any way to know that even if they're announced that they're starting, we don't know how healthy they are or if they're just playing through in a spot where they need them. So, yes, if I knew they were healthy, I would love this spot for Boston still. But I can't do it. I can't bet the side. Tatum's fine. So don't worry about Tatum. Tatum's okay. He has a stinger. He's okay. So okay. Like, Tatum's good to go. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that's interesting. The smart injury, I do think, actually is probably worth considering into your bet. If smart, so the, what's interesting about this is the line, right? The line doesn't necessarily indicate that smart's not going to play. Because yeah. I think if, the, if smart was, I think if the books thought that smart was not going to play, I think this line would be closer to five. I agree. And so that kind of indicates that they think at least he's going to play. And if he's ruled in, though, is it going to move to seven? Like, that's like an interesting question of like, does this move if smart's ruled in? Because right now, and we're talking this early, but there's a sizable number of bets in our system on it comparatively. 54% of the, of the tickets are on Boston, but 54% of the money is on Miami. Like it seems, and that would explain why this line hasn't moved at all. To me, it kind of, I think there's an indication of at least there being this idea of maybe Boston is not so much better than Miami the way that we kind of thought that they were. Even though, Brandon, I'll tell you, I wrote the preview. I still think you're right. Like uh, half court is 102 to 98. That's half court. What is interesting, this is going to, I'm going to melt wait, your brain. Wait, who's the 102? Boston? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to melt your brain here. Okay. Miami's scoring better off of rebounds per possession than they are off of turnovers for the entire series. Wow. <laughs> Which is wow. not a testament to Miami's offense. It is a testament to the Celtics defense for getting back. Because a lot of, and that's off of after 33 on 19 in game, in game three. Like if you want it, like I am absolutely of the idea of like, yes, the Celtics lost game three because of turnovers. 100, 100%. My, I think I'm struggling because like confirmation bias. Cause I was on like, I think the heat are pretty good. And everybody laughed at me after game two. And I felt, I laughed at me. I was like, I'm a moron. I'm an idiot. They're <laughs> terrible. The Celtics are so much better. The problem I have is when I look at the entire data, it leads to this. You're right. The Celtics are better. The Heat have not had an outlier game yet. Their shot quality data is in, it's almost on the dot. Like it's within two percentage points of effective field goal percentage. Like Boston's had a wildly positive one and like a moderately negative one. And the Heat have basically shot what expected. They're now they're shooting worse because the Celtics defense is awesome. Like they're expected to shoot worse because the Celtics defense is awesome. But what's interesting here is like if Miami gets a I don't I'm not betting it. I'll tell you my best bet in a second. But if Miami gets an outlier shooting performance in game four, that's it. It's three one like this literally. And here's I will also say this because this is a lot. Nikias was brought this up. Nikias Duncan on Twitter, who you should see. Um, you should absolutely check uh, his workout. Uh, Nikai's NBA on Twitter. Nikai's mentioned this, and like a, a couple of people mentioned this. This is exactly what happened in that 2020 series. Like I was saying that yeah. before. Again, I thought the Celtics were better then. I think the Celtics were better in 2020. And, and eventually it was like, well, okay, but the bubble, the bubble. 
except that they just went into Boston and they did the exact same thing. They should have lost that game. Jimmy Butler was out in the second half. I don't care what your lead was. You are at home in a 1-1 conference finals and Jimmy Butler sits the second half. Like for all of the like, well, the heat, the, you know, they came all the way back. Yeah. You didn't win a game in which Jimmy Butler didn't finish. This is beyond like the shooting variants and outliers. This is into like, you are literally losing your chance at a championship. Yeah, I agree. And I'll say this. I said, I won't be playing a side because it's just too hard to know what the injuries. Here's the caveat to that. If you're wrong about Jimmy Butler and we find out Jimmy Butler is out, I'm playing Boston now. I, whatever the line moves to, I'll play Boston immediately because Jimmy Butler has been that good and that important to them. And I played them the second half too. I played the Boston money line. I lost, but I'd play it again every single time because Bam was awesome. Struce hit big shots late. The Celtics were like, if the game had been an extra couple of minutes, it was just a matter of time. We just ran out of time for them to get there. And the Heat made just enough shots to hold them off. Mm -hmm. And they did it. That's not taking anything away from it. But Boston would have won that game if they had enough time. They just dug too much of a hole. If you start without a hole, 0-0, but with no Jimmy Butler, I'll take Boston at any price I can get them. Sure. I'm just telling you that right today, like it. I mean, Chris Haynes has reported that Butler's going to play game four. Yeah, I, oh, I yeah. know. And, and he may and he may give it a go and it may swell up again. So, like, sure. maybe that's like the. But the way I'll, to look I'll at take it. if if he's announced out, I'll take Boston. If he is announced out in the middle of the game, I'll take Boston live. I, okay. When Butler is out, I want Boston's chances. Okay. Um, one thing on Marcus Smart because I found this number to be really, really interesting. I thought Lowry made a big impact in that game. Yeah. And one of the things that's become very apparent. The Heat have killed them in the first and third quarters. They had the big first quarter in game four. They had the monster third quarter in uh, game one, right? Game one, yeah. Game one. So they've dominated them in the first, and they they haven't lost the game two one enough to outcounter that. Like, they are significantly up in the first and third. The reason I would be concerned by that, and Celtics fans should be concerned, is that as a result, Jason Tatum and, Ra- and Jalen Brown have been outscored when they're on the floor in the series. That's a yikes. You can't, you were not winning the conference finals if your two best players are outscored when they're on the floor. That's concerning. Like that's, if it was like, okay, you're losing the bench minutes. All right, you cut those guys out. That's not what's happened. The Boston Celtics have won their minutes because of the bench. It has been Grant Williams and whoever else, just like with a mix of starters, killing, killing the heat bench. Dwayne Dedman in particular. But here's what's interesting is a lot of this was like Dwayne Dedman and the bench unit was what was getting like roasted. Victor Oladipo and Dwayne Dedman are the two that you can actually target. With Lowry, you play fewer minutes of Oladipo. And what they're missing is they do need like a small ball counter. Like if Markeith Morris had not suffered whiplash of the hands of Nikola Jokic, it would be very helpful at this moment in time. And I am not a Markeith Morris guy, but he would just help right now. Uh, this is the big this is the big stat though that I wanted to bring up. The heat minutes with Gabe Vincent when Marcus Smart is not on the floor. Plus 18. Wow. Heat minutes with Gabe Vincent when Marcus Smart is on the court. Plus minus is zero. That's a credit to Gabe Vincent for playing well enough to not lose the smart minutes because he's been a massive positive in the series. Heat minutes when Gabe Vincent's on the bench and Marcus Smart's on the court. So this is for Miami. Miami loses those minutes when Smart's on the court and Gabe Vincent's not by 16 points so far. Hmm. So 
this really does tell you kind of like the the difference. If Smart is out, all of a sudden the Celtics' big advantage in the series, which has been the bench minutes with Marcus Smart, and it's basically been like Marcus Smart and Grant Williams. That combo has killed the yeah. Heat. Now all of a sudden you're missing one of those playmakers, and everything gets a little tougher. So that to me is like it's something that if you if you're wondering beyond the Marcus Smart is good, how they actually impacts things. This is my big takeaway. Smart hurts their ability to win the second and fourth quarters with the bench units when the heat starters are not on the floor. So this is really interesting because I had targeted the the same trends that you saw the first and third quarter thing, the second and fourth quarter thing. I came away with a different conclusion and it's not, it's nothing against Marcus smart, but it's focused on another name that you said a couple of times in your analysis, focus on Grant Williams. And it's focused on a name you didn't mention, Daniel Tice. Because to me, Daniel Tice is a big problem for Boston. Mm. He's played 37 minutes this series. The Celtics are minus 36 in those 37 minutes. For reference, in the 107 other minutes of the series, the Celtics are plus 44. So they are winning huge when Tice is not on the floor. They're losing a point per minute when he plays. This is why... I would have thought Marcus Smart is, you know, I do. Marcus Smart is the more important player, I think, to that team in this matchup, certainly than Robert Williams. But this is why I need to see is Williams going to play too? Because Tice is the answer when Williams doesn't play. They're starting him. They started him and then brought Grant Williams off the bench. Williams played 39 minutes. Like it's very clear that Udoka knows Grant Williams is my guy, it's not Daniel Tice. Well, then stop digging the hole with Daniel Tice because <laughs> like, here's, here's where I'm at. If Williams is out again, this is kind of a weirdly reminiscent thing. And this, I'm not saying Daniel Tice is this, but last round against Philadelphia, when Philadelphia center was out and they kept starting the back or starting the center that we knew should not be playing. And we started doing the heat first quarter and heat race to 10 points and all those things. I think I'm there. If, if, if Williams is out and Daniel Tice starts, I wrote down heat race to 10 on, on FanDuel is plus 124. If Tice is starting, I want it. And similarly, Boston in the second quarter is 3-0. Celtics second quarter minus 1.5. Boston is plus 25 in the second quarter. If Tice is starting or if Robert Williams is starting, either way, you get the Grant Williams off the bench and you keep that bench unit intact, then I like the second quarter spot too. So. I saw the same trends that you've seen. If Robert Williams is out, you have to start Grant Williams. He's the guy that you know is your fifth guy, not Daniel Tice. And I kind of think that they would do that. If they don't make that move and Tice is starting, then we've got some clear trends that I think, I think it's not just smart. Even if smart is playing, but Time Lord is out, those trends I think are still there and are worrying enough to me. Am am I making too much of the the Robert Williams, Daniel Tice on-off thing? No, I think you are. I mean, I, th- I think you're making a, a great point here. And I think I wonder, should we just be playing Grant Williams overs when they pop, whenever they yeah. pop? Like, I, I look, they're not up. I, I was like, all right, well, Grant's going to play all the minutes he can. Grant threes, Grant steals and blocks, but there are no lines yet because the same I mean, reason the books don't know if he's how, how much he'll play. I, I, I don't I don't have enough of a sample on Ime Odoka to know whether or not that's something that's a data point that he's going to respond to. 
Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, just choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, the number of points in basketball or hits in baseball or rebounds or stocks, whatever it is that you're into. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and play together. I have some real squares in my life that I'm looking forward taking some money off of it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and copy my friends picks with the tap of a button it's insanely fun to ride out together stop what you're doing and download sleeper now to play their new over under game have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone join our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash buckets and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 again go to sleeper.com slash buckets and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. There are coaches that if a guy's a huge negative, somebody in their staff will be like, hey, so we've lost by like 30 <laughs> points when this guy's playing. And I'm just saying that's something you should consider is that we've lost by 30 points in his 10 minutes or whatever. Uh, and there's some coaches that are like, don't bring me that plus minus. I don't want to hear it. So yeah. Like I don't, I don't know where Udoka lands on that. I don't. I don't. I know yeah. that the I know the Celtics analytics department is robust and very good, but yeah. I don't know how they're going to respond. Okay. So my best bet for this game, I'm going back to I'm doubling back on you. <laughs> I'm taking your bet from game three, which I tailed, and I'm going at it again. I'm taking Celtics over 107 and a half. And the concurrent theme throughout the first three games, there's a lot of of themes in the series, as you would imagine. But one concurrent theme is that the uh, Heat defense has not been able to slow down Boston's offense, which is a credit to you because like, that was a big part of like your position is like the Heat's defense isn't as good and the Celtics defense or offense is really good. Uh, the three-point line is a lot of that. Boston shooting hasn't been so far above expected mark that I can sit here and think that it's not going to get there. Um Pace is a little bit of a concern just because if they cut down the turnovers, you got more passes and it's going to be a little bit more patient. You don't have as many possessions. So it's a little bit of a concern on that front. But I look at it and I go, do I think that Boston's going down 3-1? I do not think Boston's going down 3-1. Okay, do I want to lay the 270 on the money line? No, I do not. All right, do I want to lay the 6.5? Hell no. So this series has been blowout. So if you're listening to this and you're like, Whoever's won has won comfortably. Why not just play the spread here? When I watch this again, these games have a wide margin that's essentially decided by whatever quarter one team goes nuts in. Like one quarter, one team goes crazy. And that messes with the spread, I think. If we just don't count on that, I do think this winds up being a closer affair. But based at the pace that they're playing at, which is not... Part of it is, I think, these teams are playing a little bit faster. I think entirely because they're like, look, we can't let them get set on defense. Like, we got to push pace because we can't, we cannot let them get set. When we get set, we can't score on them. And so we got to push pace. And and that's a Kyle Lowry thing, too. Lowry really helped push the pace once he was back. Yeah. And so 
I still feel like Boston's going to put up enough. Um, I am going to be on Jason Tatum overs. I'm taking the over 39 and a half points, rebounds, assists. Tatum had 10 points in game three of the Buck series. He had a terrible, no good, awful game three. He bounces back with 30 in the next game. It's basically, and I like his passing versus the way that the, the heater are scheming him. They're going to send some doubles at him. I think he'll still score enough. So I'm going to take the over 39 and a half points. It's a high number. I get it. But it's points, rebounds, assists. I like the switching. If Williams doesn't play, there's more opportunities for him to grab boards. If Smart doesn't play, there's more opportunities for Tatum to grab boards. Tatum owned his performance. That actually was notable to me from a uh, outside psychology kind of standpoint. I will tell you, like, there's two types of players. There's the James Hardens, and this is, I'm not, like, dragging. No, I'm not. I'm not dragging it. He's laughing, but I'm not dragging on James. James's whole thing is like, no, I'm just going to play the same way. Like every game is entirely different. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, because there are guys that come in and play that way. Like there are great players that honestly LeBron's like that. LeBron's like, doesn't come. The only time LeBron has broken that was game six versus the Celtics in 2012. When it was like, Hey, your entire legacy is on the line. Other than that, he comes into pretty much every game with the same approach. I don't think Tatum is like that. Cause I think Tatum's younger. So Tatum is going to be more like he owned it afterwards and said, I wasn't good enough. I have to be better. I've, we have playoff history to, to believe that he will be. So I think Tatum has a monster game here. I like Tatum over 39 and a half. PRA. I can't get there with you on Tatum just because I don't trust Tatum enough. Uh, enough as you and Raheem both have been higher on Tatum than me this season. And I think uh, really his career and in the playoffs, it's too up and down for me. And I don't feel like I have, you, you may be right. We just had the down. Maybe this is the up. And so that's kind of the angle I think you're looking at is, I think this is a star and he's going to bounce back. I don't trust when the bounce back is coming. And mm-hmm. I still, I still worry just a little bit about the injury. I, I know you're saying I probably shouldn't, but in the back of my mind that, that if I don't trust that a guy is going to necessarily be able to play the full minutes that I want, then I definitely don't want a, a big number. Yeah. And probably cost the team. <laughs> like if, if they were, they were looking great and then he came back in and it kind of threw things off. He had a couple turnovers credit for playing through. Yeah. I, I just, I I'm staying away on it. If I had to play a side or total or number, I'm with you. Boston over 107.5 is what I'd written down. You didn't mention to my, my thing with that last game Celtics are nine and Oh to that number in playoff wins this postseason. When they get the win, they go over that number. So that was kind of my angle was this is the sneaky way to play a money line type bet at a much, much softer number here. So if I wasn't going to play a side, that'd be where I'm at. If you like Miami in this spot, not just to hang, not just to cover, if you genuinely think whether because of the injuries or because Boston is getting the wrong number, if you think the Heat can win this game, They go up 3-1. They go back home to Miami, where we know they have been fantastic. At DraftKings, Heat and 5 is plus 600. I'm I'm not going to play it because I still like the Celtics here. That's a bad number. That number is too long. I would put that at at least 20%. That's an implied 14%. And I don't even like the Heat that much in the spot. So if you like them, you've got to play that number, I think, because if they steal this one too, they have a great chance in game five for my best bet for this game. I'm going with the other Boston wing. I'm going back to Jalen Brown because mm-hmm. that's where I started the series at. 
and he's been awesome. So Jalen Brown over two and a half threes. I'm seeing somewhere around minus 150. That's a lot of juice. He's six for six on that prop against Miami this season. He's gone over it every single game against the Heat. He's averaging 3.7 threes per game. We know the Celtics get their threes up against the Heat. He's had at least three three-pointers against the Heat in nine of his last 10 games. So I love that one. If Robert Williams is out, so that Boston is probably playing a little bit smaller in that scenario, then I'll play the rebounds again too. That one's been hitting. He's over six and a half rebounds, is three for three in the series. He's averaging 7.6 rebounds per game his last 24 playoff games and had eight or more in 15 of those. And then the big one, again, I started here before the series. I'm coming back to it because I like the spot for it. For the series right now, Jalen Brown is averaging 29 points and nine rebounds a game. If Boston wins this series, it's going to have to be, I think, because Jalen continues to play that well, because I don't really trust Tatum. He's only averaging 22 points a game. That's a big cushion for Jalen so far at DraftKings, plus 800 to be the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Wow. I think that number is too long. He's averaging 29 a game. He just had a 40-point game. And, like, if Boston closed that out, Jalen Brown is the favorite to be this winner right now because he was fantastic in that game. 8-1 to is too long. Obviously, you need Boston to win this game. Otherwise, that number gets really long. But I still like Boston, I think. And it, (laughs) it comes back to the thing where we kind of went last year where I was doing a lot of Chris Paul MVPs if we like the Suns thing. I don't think the Celtics can win the series as banged up as they are unless Jalen continues to play this awesome. So for me, this is my way of betting Boston is to bet Jalen Brown to win MVP. I'm just going to. Okay. If the Celtics are so banged up, the Heat were without their starting point guard the first two games and lost Jimmy Butler in the second half of game two. Like, yeah, absolutely. Well, my only point here is just like, I don't want to hear everybody's got injuries. Everybody's dealing with it. Everybody's banged up. Like the Celtics had every reason to be up to one in this series. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't say that to make excuses for them, but Boston already was getting injuries last series. That was part of my, why I was betting Milwaukee last series because we smart was banged up from game one Tatum, you know, seemed like he hurt the wrist somewhere in the middle of the series. Time Lord's been in and out already last series. This was a thing. So it's, it's not excuses it's just where they're at right now, but The injuries are the only reason I'm not betting Boston Futures. Mm, And the one guy on the team that I know is definitely good to go is Jalen Brown. So that's the guy I'm putting my faith in. Yeah, you're really shook by this Tatum injury. It's the attrition thing. It's just like, you know, it was like game four or so last series. He had the, you know, the wrist or the arm or something and it seemed like it was bothering him. Now he's had the shoulder thing. And Smart has had multiple injuries now, and his style of play is always going to trend toward that. Robert Williams, it's it's just the accumulation of all of this stuff that we, we've seen the, in, in these last three pandemic seasons. It's kind of a last man standing thing. And I still like Boston, but we are, we're running out of men. Like if Robert Williams doesn't play, Boston's a five-man rotation because – my guy, Derek White, has not been good in these playoffs. No. Peyton Pritchard can only play like 10 or 15 minutes. Tice can't get in there. We're just, you run out of bodies at some point. And Miami is too. Like, there's no excuses. You got to just play with who you got. But, yeah, I I would – this this bet can't be playable anyways because it'll be after the Warriors game tonight in, in an hour. 
But I would love if if I trusted health for these teams, I'd love to bet Eastern Conference to win the finals because this is the spot I was waiting for. But it's just so many injuries that I can't trust either of the East teams right now. A couple of things I want to break down before we get out of here. Um, if Williams is out and if Smart is out, if both those guys are out, I'll be on Horford over assist again. It's probably going to bump up to three. There's a two and a half that's laying heavy juice now. I'm looking for a three or a four. Um, but I think uh, Horford's assist total goes way up there. I think they can still score with what they've got, but it's going to have to be in, in various particular lineups. So um, I don't, your, your bet is good. I'm probably, I'm probably going to bet the Jalen Brown. Well, let me put it this way. The value is good because of what he's already done. Does yeah. that make sense? The reason I would push back on like the idea, like he can just go ahead and have like normal Jalen Brown games. And if they win two, you know, three more, what he's done for the series, they'll look at the entire series line and go like, oh, it was really good, because they won't do like the splits of in-wins, right? Like, right. you need a signature game, but he had the signature game too. Uh, I will say this. Versus Max Struess and Victor Oladipo, right? Two not terrible defenders, quite honestly. Uh, he's shooting 18 of 25 with them contesting. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. So it's, it's eight, this might even out a little bit. <laughs> 18 of 25. He is one of nine versus Jimmy Butler, mind you. And uh, he is three of eight versus Bam Adebayo with him contesting three of eight with PJ Tucker. So like we see again, the bench minutes, right? It's yeah. Jalen in the bench and that's where well, he's been, been cooking. Yeah. And that, that was part of my read on Jalen and why I liked the value coming in was that I, I, it felt like Tatum was going to absorb a lot of the Butler and Tucker defense and yeah. that Jalen was going to be the guy, you know, like, Look, Struess is a nice defender. Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry, like it's no no fun treat having a score against those guys. Give me them over Butler or Tucker every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, by the way, too, I, I think I said DraftKings. That's at FanDuel eight to one, and I've seen it more like three to one and four to one at some books. So definitely make sure you get the best number on it. Always shop around. Um, I'm surprised. I figured that you would be a lot more confident in Boston. It's the injuries. It's totally the injuries. Okay. I just. I don't trust which guys are going to be out there. There are so many injury variables right now that I just feel like I can't get a good ground to want to put too much into it. I think Butler is more likely to miss this game than Tatum. I'll say yeah, I, I would agree. And again, like I said before, if, if Butler is by far the best player in the series right now, Butler to me, I'm treating Butler this way. And it's going to sound crazy. If Butler is out for this game, I would bet Boston so hard and so fast the same way if I found out last series that Giannis was out, yeah. that's how I'm treating Jimmy yeah. Butler right now. Cause that's how good he's been. So well, let me ask you, okay, let's say that you um, don't see the notification pop up or you're unavailable okay. and Butler's out, but the line goes to eight and a half. I'll play it. Okay. Nine and a half. I think mean, I'd play it. Like I just, I just want Boston. I mean, it's not going to go that high. I don't think, but I, mean, I, I three, want Boston three point swing. If we look at game three, he was expected to play and it was six at close, right? In Boston, game three, it was six. Jimmy's got to be worth three points of the spread. Yeah, he is. But the, the, I mean, I guess part of this too is there are still these other guys that are going to move the line one direction or another. So we don't okay. really know where the six and a half is at relative to that. Right. So I, I don't want to commit to a number on Butler just because there are other factors here and I don't want to like soundbite a number. But if Jimmy Butler is out, I will just hunt for the best spot. And maybe that's not before the game. 
maybe Butler is out, but Tice is starting and I can still like wait a couple minutes and get Boston a better number live or something like yeah, I mean, if Butler no, is out, I will hunt my spot to play Boston. There's no combination of uh, this is I mean, I do think this matters. There's no combination of Celtics players that is worth more than Jimmy. Correct. Like unless it's like four. Well, unless it's right. the, both the Jays or something like, yeah. OK, well, then, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like no, no, it's no. like if if Smart and Williams are both out, which is not expected to be the case. But if Smart and Williams are both out and Butler's out, this line still moves towards Boston. Yes. And so but there's probably value there even still, because I think that like they're not going to because of those smart and Williams injuries, they'll have, you're right. They'll, Cause it's yeah. like, okay, Butler moves it to nine, nine. Let's say it goes to six and a half uh, or it's at six and a half. Let's say, it goes, let's say it's six and a half. It goes to nine and a half off of Butler smarts ruled out. All right, let's go two points back the other way. And that's seven and a half. Williams is out. That gets you back to like six and a half. Right. So like there's probably still, I think there's still value if Butler's out. I'm with you on this. Like if yeah. Butler's out, regardless and- of the number. And if Butler is out, I think the hero injury becomes more significant too, because we're just out of offensive options at that point. Like I don't want to put a lot of stock into Tyler finding ways to score, but Jimmy has been the offense. I know Bam was great last game, but Jimmy is the offense for that team. That's what the playoff numbers say. So it's not him. It's gotta be somebody else. It ain't Kyle Lowry right now. Sorry to break it to you. It's not Duncan Robinson. He's playing like four minutes. Tyler being out also, if Butler is out, like maybe then you just do a heat team under and you're just like, well, maybe the heat grinds something out, but I don't know how they get enough points. If, if they end up missing Butler and hero, you're in big trouble offensively. Uh, if Williams and smart play and Butler plays and the heat win game four, what are you going to think? Then I'm going to think I was wrong or well that then I am going to think that, that the heat are more likely to win the series. Certainly up three yeah. to one. I guess it depends on what does that win look like. Like I don't think you're. See, the thing is, I, I don't think you were wrong. Like, well, that's what I was gonna I, say. Like, if, I never bet. Close, I never bet. I didn't bet, bet Heat until after Game One of this series because, like, ultimately, I was like, I didn't think that. Like, we argued, and I was like, I don't think you're giving the Heat enough credit. But like, I look at the series, and I'm still like, no, no, no. Boss has been better. Yeah. He has just found ways to win. Here, here's here's what I would be wrong about in that scenario. I felt before this conference final started on both sides, I told you that the Boston Celtics were a tier above everyone else and that they should be the title favorite. If the Celtics lose two games at home for whatever number of reasons, for any number of question marks and injuries and whatever else, if they lose both games at home, they are not a a tier above everyone else and they're not clear title favorites. That's the thing that I'd be wrong about. It doesn't mean that they are the better team or not the better team or whatever else. Like, we already know shot variants and everything's a play huge in this series. If, if we get full strength on both sides and the heat win this game, which they absolutely can because they can always hit their shots. Then Boston just isn't, they're not good enough. You, you can't give away games like they have in the series. And like they did last series, you can't keep doing that yeah. and be a tier above everyone. A lot of this where I can't kind of came in. The reason that I had them kind of power rated closer than you is just is because of that buck series where I was like, you went seven with no Chris with a, a Bucks team that in retrospect, like I liked him to win the title. I did. I thought, I thought Chris would come back at some point in that series. Um, and he didn't. And so like a lot of it, like the Bucks were, I, I think this is a lot of it when we've, we've made jokes about it since like that Baca trade was just a disaster. 
Like it was just a disaster. Like they literally, I do think this, the Bucks cost themselves a title by trading Dante DiVincenzo for Serge Ibaka. I'm not kidding. You have Dante DiVincenzo instead of Grayson for a handful of minutes. You probably win that series. You probably win game four and you're probably good to go. Um, I still think Boston wins this game. If you want to put them in a parlay, I think there's absolutely value in putting the, the Celtics money line parlay uh, in. I like that. I think there's value there. I'm Wait, not going to bet it. Parlay? Do what? What's the parlay? Whatever. Uh, we'll see what, what I got to oh, wait till so Celtics money line plus whatever thing you like with it. You're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. just, I don't want to bet minus two seventy five because it feels icky to me. But um, if we do Celtics minus two seventy, like I've been betting hockey, right? So it's like Celtics minus two seventy five Plus I'll probably take the blues next game. Right. Probably value there. Yeah. Probably, I, I, I probably will bet minus two seventy five plus blues. So like if, if, uh, if you, so you're pretty confident in the Celtics still here. You've heard my confidence on Celtics futures. If you're a listener right now and you're thinking, well, these guys have me pretty sold on Celtics futures. I'm not super too worried about the injuries as much as Brandon is. And I feel good like Matt does about Boston winning this game. Should you bet Boston futures right now? Because you're not going to get a better number. This is probably a. Yeah, you should bet. Yeah. yeah. If you still, if you are not like, I'm like, I'm a little shook. I have a lot of Celtics futures. I'm a little shook, but like I bet them 10 to one. Um, but if you're not, if you're sold on it, then yeah, I think there's, I absolutely think there's value here. Like, you know, um, you can just bet them to win the title, uh, at DraftKings, it's plus 300. You can get Celtics, uh, they'll be dogs in the next round to the Warriors based off of the preliminary numbers, which is interesting. You can bet Warriors to beat the Celtics right now at plus 290. So you're better off. Like you can bet either one you want, just take the Celtics to win the title. And then you, you can bet the, the warriors on the spread line and probably get a pretty good number. Yeah. Uh, Celtics, by the way, plus three thirty at FanDuel, at bat yeah. rivers and at Caesars using our handy dandy odds comparison tool at action network. Make sure you, you use go. that too. Very helpful. Plus three thirty. All right. Let's get wrap it up for buckets. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, as we preview game four between Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. Make sure to download the Action Network app. Follow Brandon in the app. You fail him as I did in game three and we'll continue to do so going forward. Have yourselves a great week. We'll see you guys again next time. Let's get buckets.